0: Good morning. I'm Byron Fayette. It is 11 February 2021 and as I measure my liquor stash against the coming ice storm, I note that this is Armed Forces Day in Liberia, a stirring festival during which six guys in recycled fast food uniforms parade down the streets of Monrovia, defiantly brandishing rusty AK-47s over their heads. Today in 1812, Massachusetts Governor Eldridge Gary, accused of gerrymandering for the first time, alleged in the hashtag MeToo culture to have mandered poor Jerry many times over the years. This day in 1855, the first emperor of Ethiopia crowned his name Casa Hailu, later went on to found the first Ethiopian Mexican restaurant, its name Casa Hailu. 1953, President Eisenhower denies clemency to the Rosenbergs, sending them to the chamber for treason. They were thought by many to be innocent, until after the Cold War, when the Soviets said, yes, guilty, you did hang the right people. Born this day in history, manic, depressive poet Sylvia Plath, who, after about 30 failed attempts at suicide, finally did it right, and spared the reading world from more of her god-awful self-absorbed literary flatulence. Also born today, Peter Benchley, author of Jaws, more on his, and I say this with a wink, more on his plagiarism, and Big Fish I've Known, on the way. Now, few have read the novel, but most, most have seen the movie, Jaws. Fewer still know that it may have been plagiarized. Stolen, as it were, from an obscure Arkansas novelist. I know the purported author. He said he wrote the screenplay for a movie called Not Jaws, about a killer white shark in the Atlantic Ocean, but Lips, about a ferocious giant carp that lurked in the waters of Lake Sam Rayburn in East Texas. Now, he claimed it was a true story and dialogue was stolen almost word for word from his treatment. The line from Jaws, spoken by Robert Shaw, you know it. This shark swallow you whole. That line he said had originally been, This carp gum you to death. Also, you go into the cage, cage go into the water. (laughs) Sharks in the water. All the same, except it was, That they're carps in the water. The guy who claimed this, a guy named Junior, who was anything but junior sized, dropped his lawsuit after he married a plump girl from Shreveport. I guess he found love and therefore no longer needed fame, and their wedding kiss? Well, it was as ferocious as any two carp trying to eat the same piece of corn. Where I grew up in our little neck of the swamp, there were no killer carp. Just old Charlie, a grinnel, a grinnelfish, sometimes known as a bowfin, a hard-fighting breed with no edible meat and a surplus of sharp teeth, the piranha of Dixie. Old Charlie had snapped many a monofilament line, only to vanish beneath the murky, lily-padded waters. Estimated size, no lighter than 20 pounds, probably no larger than a minivan. A friend and I finally caught old Charlie. Well, he went about three pounds, dripping wet, as they say. But we could not let the legend die. In those days, there was an oily, gooey concoction called Bill Dance's Fish Formula that you put on your lures to attract fish. We opened the cap, poured the whole bottle down the gullet of old Charlie. Then off he went, leaving behind him a streaky, oily sheen. I was a sailor in later life, with cruise by old derelict ships sunken many years, still leaking oil from their fuel tanks. That was over 20 years ago, I'm sure those old ships, they've sent their last drop of petroleum to the surface. But legend has it, old Charlie is still leaving a stream of fish formula in his wake in that old pond. And now, he really is as big as a minivan. I'm Byron Fayette, reminding you to drink at home. It's cheaper, it's safer, and fish stories will get bigger as the bottle gets lighter.